It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. You can follow the podcast at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. And as well, please make sure you check out our Google News Initiative daily one and five minute reports wherever you find this podcast, the Locked on Redskins podcast, which is available on Google Play and iTunes and Stitcher and Megaphone, uh, Player FM, all sorts of different ways that you can consume what we're doing on a daily basis. And before I forget and before we get into the content of our show, Our ultimate mock draft special network-wide is coming up on the Locked On NFL channel uh, and podcast with Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson. The Redskins pick, of course, which is number two, will be on Friday. And there's an analysis part of who I picked for the Redskins uh, and why and what I thought about doing and why I ultimately settled the way I did. So make sure you check that out. We'll have that audio uh, for you as well uh, after they play it because Friday kicks off, I think it's the first six picks. Uh, And if you're listening to this past Friday, then just go back and listen to uh, day one of the mock draft special that they're doing on the Locked On NFL channel, and you'll figure it out. Um, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And again, we'll have the audio for you as well once they play it. But speaking of audio, we have Ron Rivera from his Wednesday sit down with the media via Zoom video conference. Yeah, that's right. The head coach of the Washington Redskins addressing a number of different issues. So why don't we do this? Why don't we play you back Cuts one, two, and three. Cuts one, two, and three right here. Actually, I'll do the reaction after one, two, and three. I want you to hear from Ron first and digest that, and then we'll get into the other stuff. Let's do that. One, two, and three right now. Hey, Ron, what's going on with Trent Williams? For the most part, guys, it's one of those things that, you know, we've started a process uh, and during this process, we've had several conversations, several conversations with um, our friend and his agent and, you know, and being respectful in this situation. Um, we're not going to really get into details about that for the most part. Um, we are still trying to do that. Um, you know, and again, we're not quite sure what, what's going to happen. But at the end of the line, you know, he is a, a, a player under contract. He's a Washington Redskin. And uh, we're going to leave it at that and just see how things unfold. And here Rivera is on Quentin Dunbar and what led to that trade. The biggest thing as far as the um, Quinn Dunbar decision really was, you know, after having met with him and, and, and having, you know, conversations, just felt that, um, you know, as, as the situation progressed, um, he was looking for something that we weren't prepared to give. 
and, and, and that was a new contract. He was already in, into his second contract. He had a year left on his contract. Um, we didn't know him and um, just felt that uh, because of that situation and circumstances and, you know, his agent and his attitude just didn't seem to change. We just felt that, uh, you know, we were going to move in another direction. So we decided to move on. We felt good about the fact that we got what was value for him, fair value for a called free agent player that, that came out and had, had played well. You know, he he, um, he played a limited number of, of snaps, unfortunately, because of the injuries he's had the last couple of years. Uh, but that's why we felt good about the uh, the value we got. We believe he's a quality football player. We love them, wanted to be here. But, you know, again, you know, just as I said, not knowing players, not knowing how they fit or they're going to fit into your system, um, that, that's kind of a tough thing to, to, to restructure somebody's contract and, and give them a new deal. So we just felt uh, it was time to move on. Um, the Monte, you know, in, in light of the things that he, you know, situations that have come up with him, the past couple of years, we felt that a fresh start for, for him and, and for us was probably the best thing to do. And Rivera also talked about some of the new additions that they've made to the Redskins. Bringing in a, 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 a guy like a, um, a Thomas Davis, I felt there was a need for the guys to understand the culture that I want to develop here. Thomas fit that bill, but Thomas also is a very productive player the last few years. I know him personally because he's been on my football team when I was in Carolina for uh, eight seasons. I uh, watched him last year in San and, and with the Chargers. Excuse me, I get mixed up with uh, San Diego and LA, but with the Chargers, thought he did an excellent job. Still plays at a very high level, so I thought he'd come in and help add a little veteran leadership on that defensive side. They're a very young group of guys, but more so and more important for me personally is a guy that can help share what my ideas, uh, what I, my belief in is in culture um, is, and and I think that can help get across get the message across. You know, then we just go down the list of guys, and I got my list over here, so I just, I'm going to be referring to it just so you guys see where we are. We felt John Boss would be a guy that you bring back who uh, who's helped lead the defense. He was he was the Mike linebacker for these guys for the most part. We believe he has the kind of tools to, to, to help lead that group. Um, you know, he's, 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 a, he's a very popular player amongst his teammates. So, you know, there's a guy that's going to add some uh, continued leadership for it. You know, we went out and we brought Kendall Fuller back. Here's a guy that has position flex in terms of – he can play the outside corner position, and then you need to bring him inside. You can have him come in and play the nickel or play a matchup game with him. And if then you get into a situation or dire straits, he's a guy that could even go to play free safety for you. So we feel good about him as a corner and as a nickel force as well. Uh, we think he's got some very value, uh, very good value for uh, for us as far as we're concerned. Sean Davis is a guy that we liked at free safety. We think he's a guy that's going to come in, come in, compete to be the starter. You know, he's a guy that we think can match very well you know, with the guys that we have in the secondary. Um, and then, you know, we added some other pieces to the puzzle that we just feel that we needed guys that we know they're going to come in, they're hungry, they're going to compete. One of the things that we tried to do when I was in Carolina, we tried to look at guys that we ID'd and said, you know, this guy's on the cusp of becoming a solid starter. You know, not a, not a, not a, 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 a flash in the pan type guy that you're hoping, but a guy that's done it steadily over a couple of years. We ID, ID'd a few of those guys. And we went out and brought those guys and, and, and had them become part of our football team. So we feel good about the young guys. We feel good about some of the veteran guys. We just think it's a good mix right now. Again, as we develop and grow, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And that's one of the things, too, that we feel is that we have time to be patient. All right, so that's Redskins head coach Ron Rivera talking about Trent Williams in cut one, talking about why they moved on from Quentin Dunbar in cut two, and 
why they have brought in certain guys in cut three. Now, before we get to the rest of it, and there's a lot, because Ron met with the media for about a half an hour, and I actually said Wednesday was actually Tuesday afternoon, my fault uh, on that. Trent Williams, listen, there's not a whole lot he can say. Here's the thing. If they don't get a deal done by the time the draft comes, the Redskins are going to be in a really tricky situation because they can continue to play hardball. They can continue to force him to lower his price, and maybe he will because he wants to play because he doesn't want to lose out on another 12, 13, whatever million dollars per year. Or they can just sit there and hold on to an asset. Like, people, again, refuse to realize that maybe, just maybe, the Redskins might make Trent Williams sit out another year and then not get anything uh, but, like, what, a fifth-round compensation pick because of the 10-year Allen Fanica rule or whatever it is. Um, you know, and if you're only going to get a fifth-round pick now, like, if the best offer you you might as well hold on to him, right? I mean, if the best offer you can get because teams are not willing to make the long-term commitment Trent Williams wants at the price, why would you give that up? hold on to it and make him miserable, quite honestly. Um, and if he doesn't report, he doesn't report and he gets fined uh, whenever training camp comes, whenever mandatory work days come. And if he doesn't show up, he doesn't show up. You're not planning on him. I can't imagine that they're sitting here thinking that Trent Williams is going to be their left tackle. Uh, they have Cornelius Lucas, who they signed. They have Jaron Christian. They could still go out and bring back Donald Penn if they needed to. They could go out and sign other guys that are still out on the market. I mean, people forget that there is still another wave of free agency, right? I mean, there are still your Kelvin Beecham's of the world who played with the New York Jets. Um, there's still Jason Peters, who there was some mention about Cleveland. Uh, but, you know, what's interesting about Jason Peters is he's 38 years old. He missed a lot of time throughout his career, but he's been pretty healthy the last couple of years in terms of he's played like 950 snaps in each of the last two years, right? That's a pretty fair amount. I mean, he's missed some games, but he's played a fair amount, but he's 38. How much does he want? Also, what's interesting is his agent is the same agent as Trent Williams. So... And it's the same agent as Jaron Christian. So, I mean, there's all sorts of conflicts of interest here. All sorts of conflicts of interest. All right, let's get to this. Reaction to what Ron Rivera said about Quentin Dunbar. Listen, this was a situation, this was not about just about a contract extension. This was not just, and, and Ron was political and nice. You know, Ron went after him a little bit. Ron didn't go after him as hard as he could have. We've reported on this podcast on redskinsreport.com that, that Quentin Dunbar, from what I was told by somebody involved in the situation, did not ask for 14 or $15 million a year, meaning top of the market money. He wanted about double what he was due to make. The term was roughly about seven, seven and a half million dollars to play out this year. And from what I was told, he didn't actually want a contract extension from the Redskins because he wasn't sure he wanted to be here. And they weren't sure on him. He wasn't happy with them. So he wasn't sure if he wanted to sign up for a three or four year deal, even if they wanted to do that. They didn't want to do that, certainly at whatever cost. So basically, 
that led to a lot of anger and frustration on Dunbar's part. And that, to me, is still the number one reason why Quentin Dunbar is not here and why they got rid of him so quick when they didn't have to. And that's because it was the 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 whole notion of, hey, listen, we're not going to give you a contract extension until we get to know you. And you apparently don't want a contract extension until you get to know us, right? Okay, so we can get past that. Maybe we can give you a raise. Maybe we won't. We probably won't. So that's a stumbling block. But the other part of it is, this is a test, young man, young buck. Can you shut up on Twitter, on Instagram? Can you stop throwing us under the bus? Can you be mature? And the answer was no. And Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith tested him, and he failed miserably. And they traded him. And they got a dime on a dollar, but they got rid of him. It was a problem that was never going to get better. Uh, Trent's never going to get better either, but at least Trent right now is not blasting anybody on social media and or in the media. He did all that in October and November, but somehow that's kind of separated because a lot of that was directed at Bruce Allen and Larry Hess, which is fair. All right, cut number three, as you heard, Ron talked about all the guys that they brought in. The John Bostics resigned. Thomas Davis, Kevin Pierre Lewis, uh, different character, Sean Davis, different character guys, different culture guys, different guys from winning programs. You know, if you think about it, I mean, Davis, obviously, he knows. Not a great year for the Chargers last year, but he knows what kind of competitor, what kind of winner that guy is. Bostic was here last year, so you can't say, well, he's being brought in from, and he's bounced around in his career. But that's a smart dude. Sean Davis, young player, but been around the Pittsburgh Steelers, been around Mike Tomlin, so you'd like to think, right? Um, So when you're talking about building a culture, what you don't do is build a culture with Quentin Dunbar. That's what you don't do. You don't build a culture with Josh Norman. That's what you don't do. You don't build a culture with Paul Richardson. That's what you don't do. You build it with guys that you've identified based on their film and based on what you know of their personality and what you know of their leadership and their work ethic and all of that from your scouting, both professionally and Don't forget, Ron Rivera has scouting reports, and as does Kyle Smith, on all of these guys that they've signed, right? All of these guys. And then they update it professionally based on tape and based on what other information they find out. It's not the same as the college process, but it's a combination of detail that is far, far, far just, well, he plays well on tape. And we'd like to bring in Sean Davis because we can't stand Monte Nicholson. That's the point. All right, so that's Ron Rivera. First couple of cuts. We'll get to more reaction from Ron Rivera next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse 
with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, this is the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. We continue to react and hear from head coach Ron Rivera, available via Zoom video conference. My thanks to my pal Tom Plyman, or better known as Brock at 1067 The Fan, uh, for helping me out and sending me these audio cuts and labels so that we can bring them to you right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. So, why don't we do this? We went a little bit long, maybe a lot bit long, in the first segment, setting it up and reacting. I want to get to this. Ron was asked on Tuesday about the Redskins' pursuit of Amari Cooper and Austin Hooper. You know, we were talking about, about you know, the substantial amount of money. Um, but at the end of the day, he, he made a decision he felt was best for him, and we respect it. And, and you know, that's a tough one. We'd love to have him, have him as part of what we're trying to do. Uh, we believe he'd have been a, a great veteran presence in the room, especially for those young guys, the young guys that played last year and had success for this football team. So you, you'd have felt good about having a veteran guy like that who's had success in this league as part of what you're trying to do. Um, the Austin Hooper thing is we really weren't in it as it's been portrayed by a lot of people. But, the, the, you know, the truth of the matter is, is, you know, he's, he set the market as far as tight ends were concerned. Um, and that's something we most certainly weren't prepared to do. Uh, you know, we, we wanted to get into it, but again, you know, once the, that, that, that money climbed very high and very quickly for him, good for him. Um, you know, we decided to move on. All right. So that's Rivera on Cooper and Hooper. Uh, Hey, that rhymes. Hey, listen, uh, I said this, I said this all along. I'm not a big fan of overpaying people. I understand you have to pay people in free agency and you have to overpay people in free agency. Here's the deal. Uh, they didn't value Hooper at $11 million per year or anywhere close. Uh, the number, I guess, you know, that was floated around was they weren't willing to really do more than like eight, maybe nine tops. I don't know if that's exactly true, but I, I kind of believe it. Um Here's the thing that I would say, and I did say, and I have said, is I would rather overpay for Austin Hooper a little bit, a guy who is at a need position, number one, a guy who is still getting better, and somebody that can help you in the red zone with soft hands and that you have a dire need at. I'd rather overpay him at $11 million, $10.5 million, or whatever it is, than overpay Amari Cooper at 21 or $22 million. Now listen, is Amari Cooper a better player? Of course he is. Is he a consistently great player? No, he's not. Uh, between some hands issues, uh, between um, some injuries, all sorts of different things, he kind of disappeared in some games. I got it how he can turn a seven-yard seven hook, a seven-yard slant into a 65-yard touchdown. I understand that he's a better football player and a better talent than Austin Hooper. But is he double the price better? You see where I'm getting at? The Redskins were planning on paying him $21, 22000000 million a year. He ain't that good. Not that good. 
And we've been saying that from before, and we've been saying that after. Now, some people disagree with me. I know some of my sources in the league disagree. They think I'm crazy for not thinking Amari Cooper is worth $21, $22 million. I mean, we'll find out. The Cowboys paid him 20. The Redskins jacked up the price a little bit. We'll find out. I mean, you know, I don't know where he was down the stretch last year. I know he's fighting through some stuff, but mm, we'll find out. I think it's a, I think it's a somewhere, I, I think it's the Redskins won while losing, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I've yet to see Amari Cooper worth $21, 22000000 million. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I would have rather have made the mistake on Austin Hooper. That's me. Next cut is Ron was asked about the impact of Sean Davis and Ronald Darby, two defensive backs brought in, uh, along with Kendall Fuller, uh, who he doesn't talk about in this cut, but why he liked Darby specifically and what they see in Sean Davis, and he compared him to somebody else that he brought in and ultimately lost to Pittsburgh, the team that Sean Davis comes from. We think, you know, we think Sean's a, a guy that can, can be on the, he's on the cusp. He's a guy that's probably ready to, to, to take the next step. You know, we had a guy named Mike Mitchell when I was in Carolina, was a guy that we found in, 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 in Oakland and we signed him, brought him, had him be part of our team. And, and, and lo and behold, he, he blew it up. He had a great year and ended up signing a big contract going, going to Pittsburgh and, you know, and that's kind of what we're hoping for a guy like Sean is that this, this is the kind of guy that come in and be part of what you're trying to do and can grow into it. And hopefully we get him resigned and get him taken care of as we go forward. Um, Ronald Darby's a guy that uh, I like in, in terms of, you know, he's got a good skill set. He's, he's very quick. He's, he's got quick twitch. Um, he plays with vision with some of the things that we want to do is going to give him an opportunity to, to have success because he's going to play through the receiver to the quarterback with vision. Um, and, and his anticipation is tremendous. He's a guy that, you know, we're really excited about just because of, of the success he's had. Granted, again, he's had a little bit of a hit, injury history, but, you know, we'd like to be able to, you know, hopefully keep him on the field as much as possible because we just think he'll create some real positive matchups for us. We like what we've done in terms of bringing him in and bringing Fuller in as guys that can match up. And then with the guys that we have currently on the roster as well, we feel good about that group. All right, once again, that's Ron Rivera. Meeting with reporters via Zoom video conference on Tuesday. Again, thanks to my buddy Brock over at 106.7 The Fan for sending this along. When we return and finish up on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we will get another cut or two in reaction and analysis to Ron Rivera. And guess what? We've got plenty more. This was a half an hour video conference with the head coach. Uh, We're going to play it, and you're going to hear it, and we're going to react to it, and we're going to do it all together on the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We finish up the Locked On Redskins podcast. And don't worry, boys and girls, Redskins fans. We will have plenty more from Ron Rivera coming up on the next episode. And probably even another episode after that as we try and Uh, get you as much of this content as we possibly can. Um, 
and you know, again, it's really good stuff. Listen, you don't have to like everything Ron Rivera says. You don't have to agree with everything Ron Rivera says. But I think when you listen to him, I think you understand why he's so universally respected for a head coach. Not to say that he's never going to protect anything, but he's going to tell you, look, just like he did with the Trent Williams situation, I can't really talk about that. I, I can't really get into that out of respect to the situation. He's not going to lie to you and tell you. I mean, I, not to say that he's not going to lie. Everybody lies to some degree. He's not going to flat out just completely lie like so many in the NFL do, quite honestly. Quite honestly. So um, I think it's really important that we listen and we process what the head coach is trying to say. Now, we'll finish up this particular episode uh, with a question from the media towards Ron about how the Redskins are operating during this very unconventional time ironically something that Ron Rivera has a lot of familiarity with from back in 2011. Um, you know, it's a whole different set of circumstances in this world right now. And we have a whole new, new normal, uh, just having gone through it at one point in time and just kind of saying, okay, at least the one thing we get, we're, we're going to be able to do um, once we get the clearance from the league and from the NFLPA is we'll be able to start working with our players virtually. And then uh, we'll go from there. I'm not too concerned because I've kind of gone through this and just knowing that the best thing that we can do is if we're going to you know, be able to work with our guys virtually is to make sure that we, we make contact with them as soon as we, we are, uh, you know, just follow the rules as to what our, our time frame is going to be with each player and the positions and, and the groups. Um, but the biggest thing is just be ready when, 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 when time comes to get back on the field with them, whether it's, it, it's sometime in, 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 in late May or, or June or, or heck, not until training camp. I mean, and whenever that is. So again, I, I, I'm not overly concerned about it because I've gone through it. I just think the most important thing is just to be prepared and be ready and, you know, jump on it when you get the opportunity. Um, as far as the draft's concerned, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, um, I was watching CBS morning show and uh, it just kind of, kind of neat to watch how they're doing it and thinking to myself this morning, you know what, that's kind of the way we're going to have to approach it is, is the way they're doing it. I mean, you know, they, they're going in and out and they're talking to their different reporters that are doing their different things and they're going back to the main folks and, you know, they're doing their talking. So I kind of imagine that's what we're trying to hope to have uh, as far as that's concerned. And if, if that's what we can do, um, you know, and just kind of show everybody, you know, that, that you can function um, within the guidelines that are being set by the CDC and, 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 and you know, the federal government, the state government, um, you know, in terms of being safe. All right, and then this last cut for this episode is Rivera talking about the draft process and how they're going to have to depend more on their scouts. Kyle Smith, obviously part of the reason why he was promoted is because he's been running the college draft and he's been doing a pretty damn good job. You're not going to hit on every pick. Clearly, they've struck out on some Ajay P. Ryan and Monte Nicholson and guys of that ilk. But they've hit a lot of good, good, long, booming doubles uh, and maybe a couple of triples and maybe even a home run, depending on how things shake out. Uh, and don't forget, Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith have a long relationship. So that's been part of the process here. Why don't you listen to this? Um, we're actually going to get started tomorrow uh, with our with our positional coach readings in, in terms of they'll be reading you know what they now saw on the tape. Now we'll rely on the coach's point of view their perspective on how these players play, what their skill sets are, and whether or not we believe they'll fit into uh, fit into our, our systems. You know, it's not just about being a great football player, but you've also got to be a guy that's going to be able to be, be part of a fit. 
And, um, you know, because a lot of times if, if, if all you go off of are their numbers, not off of their football ability, whether or not their football ability will transfer into fitting into your system or style of play, um, you know, you've got to be really smart and diligent about that. We feel good about that. We're going to find out just how good we are in terms of, of being able to evaluate, whether it's from the, the college uh, scouts perspective or from the positional coach perspective. But it, 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 it's a little bit of, of, of going back to the way it used to be done. And so we're, we're, we're challenged with that. But um, I, I, like I said, I'm excited because I, I really do. I think Kyle Smith has, has done a tremendous job on uh, the last few drafts just looking at the young talent he's brought in. All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast for this edition. Coming up on the next edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast, uh, which we will drop on Thursday morning, Thursday morning, we will hear from Ron Rivera about the process of bringing in the new quarterback, Kyle Allen, and the competition that's ahead. And please make no mistake about it. It will be a competition. Dwayne Haskins is not the automatic guaranteed starter, as many in the media are painting with a very broad brush. He may start training camp. He is not the guaranteed starter for week one, which is all you should care about. Uh, We'll also hear from Ron about targeting the tight end position in the draft. And eventually we'll get to my question. We're only allowed to basically ask one question each because there were so many people on the line, and that was about Dan Snyder. So that's all still to come next edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Be safe, wash your hands, practice your social distancing, don't do anything stupid. Keep listening, keep downloading Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Pods, Player FM, Megaphone. Uh, Make sure you check out the Locked on NFL podcast. Again, our pick for the Redskins at number two coming up on Friday. And make sure you stay tuned and come on back to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.